You're listening to the Live Out Loud podcast with River Wynn and Michelle Flamer. Oh, River. Hi, Michelle. Hi, sweet River. How are you, my love? I am here. Yeah, (laughs) I know. Um, By the way, I am like beyond obsessed with this woman that you connected us with like her Mm -hmm. writing her story I I this is why we created the podcast for these humaning moments that we are going to be able to share with this beautiful pod community that is slowly growing Mm -hmm. so um I love that you found Gila, Gila Melamed, and this beautiful Gila. Can you tell us, tell tell the audience, you're going to tell me um, your story and what you're doing now and who you are and God, where you came from, because you're freaking amazing. Okay. <laughs> well, hi, and thank you for having me. And please, I'm, I, I'm not too many compliments. I don't know how to take them. Okay, well, we'll 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 stick we'll stick to the stories. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, um, well, where where do we start? I mean, the thing is, like, if you ask me a year ago the same question, I will give you a totally different answer. Mm-hmm. I've been in in a, on the most amazing journey the last past year. I just came back two weeks ago, and already things are, and I will tell you soon, like the excitement things are happening. Um, so let's see, let's start with the, the simple things. I'm a mother of two adult young men. Mm. Uh, I'm happily divorced and uh, dating myself and having a wonderful time. Mm. Um, let's see, I'm a color designer. I'm an artist and um, organically, as I was doing a lot of color consultation, it became the home design. Um, so that's kind of, that is my profession. Uh, and um, last year I packed my car, I convert my Mazda CX-5 to a micro camper. I'm only 4'11, so I really took advantage of my size. <laughs> and I lived the year in my car, and um, it was the most amazing, amazing journey, more than anything I could dream of. Um I, I knew I'm going to like it. I mean, I always love hiking. This is my passion. Camping, it was always, but I would say three weeks, four weeks into it, I just like, oh my God, I just love, love, love it. And uh, and the interesting, the more I need to rough it, the more I need to provide myself the everything, the happier I am. You know, mm-hmm. the, the less I have, it just... It's funny it, I, how it works that way, right? That the... Uh, the smaller you you create your living environment and the and the and sort of the stuff right like yeah. the boxes we live in like the more we get tiny the bigger our world actually gets yeah yeah i just went through my belonging and i donated like so many stuff that i i'm actually was surprised how much stuff I have I mean like I'm calling it junk at this point because even though (laughs) some of them are brand new clothes I don't need them I just really don't need them I was able and I was so happy with just three pair of of pants you know Mm -hmm. few shirts and 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 three shoes pair of shoes that was it 
You're and living that minimalist life. Yes, yes. It fit me so well. I just really don't need it all. I mean, wow. and so, River, where did where did you end up finding Gila originally? What group? On oh, um, we are actually, I went, I looked, we're on a couple of the same camping, car camping and hiking um, solo traveler, female traveler Facebook groups. And I can't remember which one I saw your post in first because I've seen it in a couple different spots now, but I was scrolling through Facebook and I saw some posts coming up from these solo female traveler groups and your post popped up and you shared such a vulnerable, beautiful, eloquently written story about what started you on your process of becoming who you are today and traveling and getting out hiking and journeying and, and ultimately leading to this journey that you've been on this last year. And um, you also shared so vulnerably about your own life experience as a mother and <laughs> some mental health struggles and it just resonated so deeply for me, um, not only as a solo female traveler, but as a mother and someone who has also worked through mental health. And so I just, when I saw it, I was in tears and I just had to start reading through all of your posts because the way that you put them together with your storytelling and then you take pictures of all the places that you're traveling and, and you're so detailed about sharing what it is that you're seeing and experiencing. And it just, it spoke so deeply to me and I just knew right away I had to reach out and connect with you. Well, thank you. Yeah. I mean, the way that that post starts with, I chose life. Mm -hmm. I mean, where were you? Was what I know there's an image in that um, post, but where were you? Was that day one? For me? To, yeah, to the, to the like, that post was that like day one to your oh no no that was pretty much almost the end of it wow that was the almost the end that was like maybe three weeks before i I got home um so first of all <laughs> just so you know uh writing is very new to me mm. i never did that before well you need to do more of it okay so it's all before i left some of my friends asked me to blog and i was like me i mean english is not my first language hebrew is and i have to say i'm actually uh, have learning disabilities and i'm dyslexic so writing is like not not something that was even like hmm. occurred to me that i can do i am an artist i mean yeah. uh, you know awesome. that I'm, I'm more and more finding a lot of creative outlet that i have and that's turned out to be one of them but i had a very um and that i cannot explain why i had a very strong I don't want to say urge, but it was not the urge. Was she had one of your to want to share my story. And I have to say, one of the reasons I am on that journey is because of the other stories that inspired me. And mm. one of the biggest one was the uh, by Cheryl St uh, Stray, uh, Wild. I always wanted to backpack, but it's like terrifying me just the idea. I, I just like, I, I will freeze just from the thought. And after I read her book, and I was able to connect on so many levels with her. Mm. I lost my mom when I was 17. Mm. So I knew her pain. Uh, and she wrote it so beautifully. I felt I was hiking with her. And after she finished, I was like, that's it. I'm doing it. And um, I read, I exercised, I bought equipment, I um, trained. And I drove six hours to uh, New Hampshire, to the White Mountains, 
Mm. And, uh, you know, that first day having my home on my back and taking a trail I never been by myself in a place I never been, like terrain that I never experienced. Wow. The empowerment that that gave me was beyond anything I can. Uh, so um, I just wanted to give back really what was given to me. Mm, that's so powerful because I know for myself um you know becoming a solo female traveler it it comes with so many fears and so Mm -hmm. many narratives around danger safety all of that and it can be a really terrifying thing to embark on so I'm you know can you tell us a little bit about how that first experience was for you what was that like you need to know that um probably like a month before that. So I'm renting my apartment to support that, okay? That's not, a, I'm not a white, rich woman, you know, uh, traveling, not at all. I'm, I'm on a very tight budget. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm very simple, so it's really working for me. Um, and when I was renting my apartment, you know, we went through application and um, I knew that I cannot back off. Like, you know, I have like a wonderful tenant and I know I cannot do that to her. I cannot, but I'm assuming that's what a panic attack feel like every night mm-hmm. I was like terrified absolutely terrified mm-hmm. I remember talking with my son my youngest son Ron and I said Ron you make sure that I'm on that road that I am not backing off on it you know I was absolutely right I mean you ask my friend I mean like even the first the end of the first week even I remember it's like yesterday um I it was still in the Blue Ridge in um North Carolina I think it was but back uh there and I woke up it was very cold morning and I was very uncomfortable and very cold and um you know there was a thought what I'm doing I'm actually and and the realization that it's hit me I am not on vacation Mm. this is a lifestyle that I'm chosen to live right and the moment I had that kind of realization the moment I had to be able to shift my thinking and my approach things calmed down a bit but I was still had like, I was still the first three months, there was a lot of things that were like, uh, you know, I had to adjust. Today, I'm driving different places. I doesn't even think about it. But mm. the beginning, it, it, was, it was definitely uh, an adjustment. But I learned in life that every time I push myself just a little bit, just a little bit further, the more I'm getting myself out of my comfort zone, the more I'm getting stronger and the more it's it's easy for me to deal with the situation and so I just push going and and I'm just being in nature I couldn't you know Mm, the best it's just the best it really is I'm you know I have to keep going back to this post because I mean I is it okay if I read a little bit okay go ahead I, I think um, I'll just start. Um, for many months, I have debated whether I am strong enough to share the most vulnerable and dark time in my life. As I get closer to home, I understand it is in my integrity to do so. And so for many years during my marriage, I struggled with suicidal thoughts. My biggest challenge was keeping myself alive. Hiking with my dog was my lifesaver, mine too. My Um, own pain from losing my mom at an early age allowed me to focus on my responsibilities as a mother to my two babies. I I just didn't want to put their names in here, but I, uh, just for the sake of whatever, but um, what, what were some of the challenges for you 
emotionally at that moment, um, going through this part of your marriage and realizing the aha moments of, I need to get out of this without obviously, you know, in your own words, of course. Well, my, unfortunately, my, my ex-husband chose to do few, you know two things that really were very, extremely hurtful. One mm-hmm. was very traumatic for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I shut down. I really shut down. Mm-hmm. Um, I did not speak to no one. And I'm, I'm an open person. I'm very uh, upfront and, but that part of my life, I just couldn't share it. It was not a, being ashamed because I know it was not me, uh, but I just shut down, totally shut down. Um, I did not even share some of it with my therapist. I, sh- I, 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 I really, only the, the day that I left the home, I confronted my husband back mm-hmm. then, my husband. Um, but and only then I was starting to, able to to share with my closest friend um but it, i i felt that i was always on a out of mode you know just just surviving just keeping things as you know as 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 much as i can and it was tough i i you know it's very hard for me to you know to try to go back to that time it it was very very challenging it's uh how, how especially long when i thought especially when i thought that it was something in my brain that is something is like imbalanced. If I honestly, if I knew back then mm-hmm. that this is something as a result of the person that was supposed to be there for me and mm-hmm. not, I will do, I will react differently, but I was not aware of that. And well, unfortunately, it's well, because we I didn't talk. Right. You know? I mean, we, we don't say I do to say, goodbye right we yeah no in we come in with all the I committed myself yeah yeah yes and and it just takes sometimes a journey it's a journey um and then with kids I mean there's a lot of um you know things behind the scenes that people never know how long were you married before you you walked in on that day where after you were talking to your therapist right and you're like and then you walked in and you're like I want a divorce. <laughs> How yes. long were you married? No, it was really that. that. So we were together for like 30 years. Um, oh we were married, um, I think 21 years, but we lived like a married couple. We really just had to wait for the green card situation. To, so we, 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 we advised not to get married until the green card situation was more uh, suitable for us. Mm-hmm. But we lived the married life like pretty much like two months after we stopped dating. Um so um, yes, and go back to your questions, please. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think you know. I, I it, the thing that kept coming to me with your journey, and for just from this this one post that blows me away, is that I love how there were times over this last year that it took your breath away, and I just want to mm. know what what you know, a few stops along the way that really took your breath. Yes. So, you know, like it's, 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 I get, a, I get that question so many times. What was your favorite place? Mm-hmm. And I think very quickly through the, you know, through my journey, I realized that if I choose a a, a, a favorite, I'm cheating myself from the experience. Mm-hmm. I didn't want there. First of all, they're so different. I, there is no one that was like, alike. like, there is none. 
So I called them. There's definitely places that stole my heart. There's no doubt about it. I mean, Zion in the winter was, oh, I mean, I remember like driving, cool. taking a left, I think it was left to Route 9. And like, I was just like in my car, like, oh my God, wow. You know, like it just really literally took my breath. Um, what else? The Oregon coast is just mm. hiking down the Grand Canyon in the winter was mm. like, you know, the Smoky Mountains and then the lift change, like you know, the foliage was like stunning. Uh, Canada was like, uh, absolutely. I fell in love with Canada. Absolutely. Uh, Glacier National Park was like amazing. I'm really, there is like so many of them uh, that was like just, just amazing, 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 amazing. You know, River, it's like one of these things where, bring, like, you know, like the whole sparking joy thing. And and then also on that same level is this moment of awe in our life where we are all just, and especially America, like we are just to the grindstone. Everything is about job, 40 hours a week. And like, and how we lose those moments of awe. And I think, Gila, I think beyond the fact that your story is so deeply human and it's and there's so much pain in that first part of your journey but the fact that you hit the road with a an awe like a childlike nature right of of seeing things for the first time and leaning into like the beauty that's present and i think that's the one thing that i love about road trips and traveling on my own is sometimes that solo, those solo adventures, there's no one to distract you from just being mm -hmm. in your awe or yeah. or being so present, uh, you know, with, with the lines of the road and, and what's to the left and what's to the right of us. Yeah. And, um, and furthermore, like not just even the, like the nature aspect, but when you are solo traveling, you know, you do, you do encounter other people and you meet so many incredible people and hear their stories um, along the way and form new friendships. Absolutely. But your relationship with yourself changes mm. so deeply and you have to learn yourself in some really new ways, taking mm. care of yourself, coming in the obstacles. You know, if your car breaks down, there's so many things that can happen when you're solo traveling that forces you to really become your own best friend and be your own best support. And it's, it's a beautiful, beautiful, and sometimes really scary thing. Well, I also knew that, well, I, the idea was like to feed to my adventurous soul. That was the idea at the first, but the closer I got to living, I, I realized it was more also like a, a healing journey. Mm -hmm. I was still carrying a lot of anger in me that I don't want to carry. Mm -hmm. I It's not who I am. Mm -hmm. And it's my responsibility to let it go. Uh, mm -hmm. No one else. And, uh, and having that space to mm -hmm. myself was, uh, that's all I needed. And I couldn't do it, uh, you know, living our everyday life and trying to uh, support myself here and work and things. I needed to to do what I, I, you know, that year. And I actually came to a place where I have a compassion toward my dad and my ex-husband, something I never in my life dream I can even came. It was 
a journey. It was in Sedona, you know. Like I, it, it, I still remember that um, that time. I, I knew I am stuck, and I didn't. It was already already that weight was too heavy on me. I just didn't want to carry it anymore, and I knew I need to do something more than what I'm doing so far. I've been the last three years. I've been listening a lot and reading Brené Brown. She's been mm. giving me a lot of tools and understanding of how I feel and how. So mm. I was taking that, um, and I was me. I met uh, Ramona. She's a, another solo traveler, uh, back in uh, in Texas, and we had a walk on the beach, and it was very, very. Uh, again, the connection was right, right on, and and we were sharing our stories. And I remember she was sharing her part of of forgiveness and compassion. And I remember thinking to my head, like, lady, I don't know what you're talking about. This is not even, I'm not even there. And then I get to Sedona. There's a snowstorm. I need to take a cabin in a in a campground. I cannot, you know, stay in my car. It, uh, and it's dark and it's, you know, very lonely. And she mentioned Panama Chadron. And I'm like, you know what? I will start. I start listening to uh, when, fall, when life fall apart. Oh, um, and just a lot of those things just you know, the combination of everything um, really pushed me to start looking, what is a forgiveness? I think I was, I mean, it's obvious that I was thinking it wrong. What about it? And since it was, you know, I couldn't really go hiking. It was, uh, I went to the library, start reading, start educating myself more and more about uh, what is forgiveness. And really in two weeks, I came to understanding that both my dad and my ex-husband um unfortunately and I don't like to use that word because I'm choosing because I I I refuse to be a victim but unfortunately there was a victim here Mm -hmm. and um but it was not coming from a place of 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 hurting me it was coming from a place of them so hurt and so have their own pain that unfortunately I was kind of a the easy target to do that Mm -hmm. the moment I understood that part I was able to frame them in a much more human frame. Mm. Uh, I still don't want nothing to do with either of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't want them in my life, but I am in a better place. Mm. There is almost like half of my weight is gone. Finding forgiveness and gratitude is probably one of the most um, hard heart strengthening things that we can do for ourselves. Like Mm -hmm, it's just mm -hmm. the fact that you got there though. And one of my favorite places, Sedona is uh, (laughs) it definitely makes me very happy. The other thing that was coming to me is have you um, heard the book, Florence Williams heartbreak? Did you have that come across? Okay. Florence Williams, just real quick and and I'll put it in the show notes, but um, she was a big wig at REI and healed through her divorce very much like you through being outdoors and that nature absolutely can heal you. What in my mind is like, why nature for you did have you always been a nature lover okay and it just resonated for you to do this journey and I'm curious what did the kids think were they like mom you're losing your mind no or or were they or were they like please just make sure you call us every day so we know you're alive 
<laughs> no, they they were cheering me from the beginning. They okay. they know very much like you know the the adventures of of me and you know so no it was always like a a good support from both of them uh, mm. not worry at all you know you know support my friend my friend here were, were you know some of them were worried so i got the enrich mini to let them mm -hmm. know of service to you know to to pin where i am so everyone is uh, and i you know and uh, a lot of some of my friends are um following my phone and so they know where I am so it was all you know safety was number one and it was very important to to be safe and so and you know it, it's 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 gave me a peace of mind that you know my friend are know where I am keeping and keeping a yeah. watch for yes. sure I think yeah. I think that's important yeah. right we're like letting oh people yeah know I, where you're gonna be when I travel you're solo yeah. yeah when I travel I do a lot of solo traveling a lot of solo hiking and backpacking and my dad and my stepmom, bless their heart, they're always tracking me to make sure they know exactly where I am. And if I'm even five minutes late from where they think I should be, I'm getting phone calls. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so it's just, it's really comforting to know that people, one, care about your safety and two, care enough to check on you. Yeah, no, I, I have to say, I am very, very blessed, blessed with amazing support, uh, you know, a friend that really I consider, you know, family. Um, mm. I have I call them my power girls I have a we are eight on a on a um, text group and I've been like you know I'm living here I'm going I'm on my way I'm on the road again you know like uh, and at the beginning was like you know my fear or like my concern and things like that and they're you know hugs and encouragement and so it's uh and I actually uh, last uh, uh when Wednesday Wednesday I invited everyone to for dinner so because I want to celebrate them and I want to thank them. Mm -hmm. So it was great having them under one roof. Um, so are these the friends who were encouraging you to start blogging and writing about your travels? Some of them, yes. Some of them. Yes. Yeah. So when you started doing that, what was your process? Did you start just sending it to your friends and telling them about it? No. Or did you start sharing no. right away? From the beginning. So the process is like, um, so I, I, while I'm, hiking while I'm going, I'm really recording my emotion as they are happening. I'm, I'm recording exactly what I'm seeing. Oh, you're doing it like a voice recording for yourself? Yes. Even though oh. sometimes he doesn't understand my accent. So <laughs> sometimes I'm like, what did I write here? <laughs> no, it, it could be challenging, I but sometimes I, I, will, I will stop and I will write. Mm. Um, and then I will get to a library. I will sit down in front of my computer Mm -hmm. And I will ha I have Grammarly. I'm, I have a paid Grammarly account. Love Grammarly. Love so, um, the lifesaver. Yes. So I for us, I, for us dyslexics. Very. Yes. Good. <laughs> uh, and then I don't trust. Still, I don't trust myself because mm -hmm. there is like you know, like example, desert and dessert. I mean, come on. So then my my dear friend Eva Marie. That's where I'm staying in there in her house. Um, she uh, check it check for another you know, anything spells or anything uh, incorrect gram grammars. And then I, I posted. So you can see, um, and, and that's what it's like interesting that I, if you go back and read from the beginning, you actually see the improvement in my writing. Mm -hmm. That is actually part of the, also the interesting journey of my, of my writing. Like, I do not believe that I'm wrote that, honestly. I am like, who's that? 
Uh, I literally think you could call it, I choose life and it's a memoir. I really believe like going back through all that, I think you need to find a book coach or somebody who is in the publishing industry, makes sense of all your Facebook posts and um, put it together. I think it's just, it's so beautiful. I mean, it's Thank so, you. so there will be a book because yes. it took me eight months to kind of like really real from the beginning, really. That and and so, so the other day I went and I started reading my my first post. I'm like, oh, that's not that way. But from the beginning, women like you know, oh my god, you my you're my favorite writer. Um, mm. this is a book, and and I'm like, you maybe you didn't ever read a book before because I don't know. I really did not know what to do with the compliments. I it took me eight months to realize that. There is a message here and I should take mm -hmm. it. And so um, I will turn, I will, you know, create a book from it. And I would love to keep actually the post as they are, because you, this is really the journey. There will be chapter Great. one talking a little bit before that and like writing a little bit before that. But the post is like the, each one, you can see the improvement of my writing, improvement mm. of my growth. I mean, there is just, all of that. I did not hide nothing. There was only maybe two things that I did not add and I will add it, you know, later on into it. Uh, but very much everything that really went through me, that was it. And and I really wrote it to myself. I really wrote it for myself so I can, you know, remember and cause there was uh, too much names and places, too many things that it was, a, I thought I have a year. Of, of of doing that. I, by March, I knew that I need to, um, I cannot go back and live in a, in a four-wall house. I went on the phone with uh, my financial guy. I went on the phone with Eva Maria Norman. They're a very dear friend of mine. I needed their blessing. And, you know, I, I, that's it. I can't, I, I need to live on the road. I need to live on now. So the excitement. So, so you're going to focus on being a nomad now, basically. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love that. So are you actually going to get like an RV so that you can drive it around or are you going to keep what you've been doing? All right. So, um, the, the, the original, original plan was to get an RV, but mm -hmm. when the price of gas went up, I was shut down. I, I cannot do that. Yeah. And then I went on a on a bike ride. My usually my two seats is down. So when I came down from a, a ride one day, uh, I I suddenly look at my space and like, oh wow! I mean, I think I can lay down there. So I lay down and like, wow, this is perfect. I call right away my friend Mike and say, any chance you can help me build it? And in two months later, I went. So but almost a year I was working on like the idea of going with RV. I even flew to Tampa you know, uh, to look at, uh, at the biggest RV show. And I'm so, so happy that I simplify things. And I Fancy went small. nimble because being small, I have the freedom of travel, but not the comfort. Mm -hmm. And I don't mind that. But the excitement thing is mm -hmm. yesterday, yeah. I a minivan. Oh, yay. Oh. Congratulations. Thank you. I found my white minivan. Um, and uh, tomorrow I'm going to Mike and we start, we're going to start the process of the Retrofitting it. That's yeah. freaking awesome. Uh, yeah, to, to, so, so that I will share. So, so there is, again, I, I'm all of this, 
what happening like the like you know being me writer being me like people follow me it's all new I was not planning that that was not but it's just happening so there okay. were, and I put a five minutes video of my setup while I was you know so it's there so I would like to give you know I probably will do some of the setup so people can learn from it people can uh, duplicate that can take ideas and 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 go from there uh, I have the year been a lot of great experience on my hand. You know, I, I'm I'm very very excited to to start the build up and uh, I'm you know. so I'm excited for you. I'm excited <laughs> for you. And I just I was gonna say, you know, as you're saying, you know, you're sharing. I think it's so beautiful because as humans, as a community, we get our inspiration from seeing other people do what we didn't think was possible, mm -hmm. and then when we do what we didn't think was possible and we are brave and we set out on a journey. We have no idea where the journey is going to take us. And you have taken this journey and it's led you to this beautiful place where you get to do what kind of sounds like some soul work that you didn't even know yeah. that you had the capacity for, but here you are doing it. And that's so inspiring and beautiful. So, so I have, I have a, I have a question. Yes. I always have lots of questions, but um, <laughs> I'm a very curious human being. Um, before you left, because you this was a year ago, right? That you started on this venture. I I think it really helps if women are if there's a woman listening, if we can touch one woman who is struggling in their marriage, who is struggling in a in a relationship that they're not happy with, or just maybe unhappy in life in general. What was like what was that first thought for you? Forget like having to go and have the conversations and having to take the legal stuff and forget like you as a, as a woman in this house that you weren't feeling safe in any longer and, and knowing you wanted to do more with you. How long did that process? Was it a year before the year? Was it three months? Was it a quick decision? Um, oh, um, well, just today, if you if you read from the post that I that I chose life, um, I was ninety nine point nine about to commit suicide. It really came to for me to, or I'm divorcing or I'm committing suicide. There was no, it just was. And and the moment my therapist said the word, like you know, she said like. Um, Gila, you made a decision 17 years ago. The, the decision 17 years ago was to stay in my marriage. Mm -hmm. and, 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 and she said, maybe it's about time you make another decision. And I know exactly what I need to do. I, you know, I, I, I've been said a lot of time that I'm a strong person. The only time that I can tell you that I felt my strength was that minute, I that second I took my leg off that uh, uh, gas pedal. Uh, it took so much, so so much out of me, um, mm. and I, you know, I just I, I didn't want to. And you know, if you think I, I really didn't want to commit suicide. It mm. was just like it was just took over me. I was like just drawn in my own depression, and. Um, and I'm usually a happy, happy person. That was, I think, for a long time. And and no one knew. And that's the dangerous about, and this is why we need to 
talk about mm -hmm. those feelings. No one even had a clue. We looked like the most amazing, happy family. And mm -hmm. it was, as a family, it was a great, but I was dying and dying every day more mm -hmm. and more. And mm -hmm. no one knew that. And that is where the dangerous for other women. And this is why it was important to me to share that, because I know I'm not the only one. And, and there was like, so one thing that really um, was, so I was a volunteer ambulance driver for four mm -hmm. years in my town in Mawa, New Jersey. And uh, I injured my back, so I couldn't continue doing that. Mm -hmm. uh, but a few months before um, I had to stop, uh, you know, my volunteering, uh, I usually on every Monday, I was from nine in the morning to two in the afternoon, I was on call. Mm -hmm. My my work, my boss was letting me ride from work. And if I had to catch up on hours, I will just will be a long day for me on a Monday. And I was I I I was so proud wearing those uniform every Monday. It was mm -hmm. such a it's always I was like, if I ever went out of my comfort zone, that was it. Being, you know, being a, a volunteer ambulance driver, if that responsibility was more than anything I actually did. Mm -hmm. And um, and there was only one time that he asked me to take myself off of the schedule by, by, by one o'clock because he needed to go. And I did, and I kept the radio on, and there was a call, like at 1.15, around about that time, there was a call for someone uh, attempting suicide. Mm -hmm. I know the language enough to know that that was not attempt, that was a suicide. Mm -hmm. Two days later, I learned that I know the family. Oh, I am, I have to say, I, I, I don't know if I would able to handle that call if I had to go. It's almost like someone stopped me off going through that trauma. Mm. But I always think about if I wrote that just before, if she was able to read that, the young lady was able to read my post, what will be the difference in her, where she will be today? So my question then is, how do we help women who might be feeling this way but like there's no there's no signal unless it's a dear like like even your closest friends didn't know like so are we just at the mercy of of you guys in that emotional state that we just pray that you tell somebody there that you god i mean what got you to the therapy i mean i love that you had this therapist she sounds amazing no, I I got to, th I started therapies because I needed to deal with my abusive childhood. Gotcha. That's really what was, you know, what I was going. I knew that it's not good. I know that I, um, I did not want to pass any trauma to my own, through my voice. I knew that I need to work on my own from not to do that. Um, so that was the, the therapist, you know, that was more about that. Um, so uh, how, we need to educate women. I mean, I, I have, in, in, when I was in, in um, Santa Fe, New Mexico, I had a vision and I hope maybe one day I will be able to, to do that, to create a nonprofit organization that will be very much like a campground that will empower women to mm -hmm. talk about emotion, bring, you know, teach about, you know, all, all 
it's all there. Brené Brown did all the research. So many other people, it's there. We need to just take it and educate ourselves about it. To the moment yeah. we can understand more about who we are and what we are and what we feel, it's much easier to deal with those hard emotions. But how yeah. do we, how do we get these women to feel strong enough in this the in literally the darkest moments of their days? Yeah. How do we how do we empower them to feel safe when they don't even, you don't feel safe with yourself at that point. It's like, mm -hmm. I, I'm, I mean, that's where I get stuck because I, I reach out to friends, but God, like, I don't know. Like when I get off the phone with them, I, if they're not willing to be vulnerable and, and really um, share that they're really in a bad place other than me driving over there to literally hold their hand, what what else can we do? And that's why I posted what I posted. Mm -hmm. So yeah. just keep sharing. It's just and the response that I got, some of it privately, was wow, 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 wow. Well, I I know I know for me, I'm just going to share a little bit vulnerability here. For me, I know there, after my first child was born, um, at three months of age, um, for her, I had severe postpartum depression and anxiety. And mm -hmm. I had a moment on the Oregon coast where I was scared of my own thoughts and I was scared to be alone with my child. And I was, I was solo camping with her. And that was one of the darkest nights of my life mm -hmm. that I didn't know if I was going to make it through that night. And mm -hmm. that's the moment when I realized something is wrong, something, mm -hmm. this is not how a new mother should feel. And I sought out help and so then when I read your post, it's it's so needed for women to speak about this. Yeah. We need to talk about it more because especially for new mothers too, like postpartum health should be so much more than going to see a doctor at six weeks and filling out a form saying I have baby blues. You know, there's, mm -hmm. there's so much that needs to happen for women's mental health mm -hmm. as a community and it takes speaking out about it. Mm -hmm. yeah I'm so grateful you do because yeah I mean just as someone who would absolutely want to be there for my dearest friends or or even just a a, a woman I don't even know I would I would hold space for that you know mm -hmm. um it's just a matter of you know the the challenges is they have to make that choice. Like you, like, I love it. Cause you said you chose life, you decided mm -hmm. and chose life and then chose a whole new direction. I mean, five years ago, Gila, would you even think of yourself on the open road, no. you know, highway 66 in the middle of the country or at Glacier National Park, standing there, just looking at this in awe and just being like, I cannot believe I got myself here. Like, did you have a lot of those moments? Well, very. I mean, like, you know, like. Pinch me, right? <laughs> no, absolutely pinch me. I mean, there was like places. It's, it's funny. It's like a lot of that time was when I was brushing my teeth with my electric toothbrush. I don't know if it was like the electric. The one comfort, right? The one luxury comfort that you brought. Yes. You know, like. And it's like, wow, and look where I am doing it. It was like, just like. Uh, Brushing your teeth at the Grand Canyon. <laughs> yes, yes, uh -huh. yes, yes. Yeah, you know, like I was like in in uh, in Canada, in um, 
Vancouver Island in mm. Butt Lake. Very that. rustic, very Easy. basic, nothing. And it's just like, you know, wow. It's just like, well, there, there's nothing, you know, I don't, and I don't need more than that. I don't need more than that. Um, it's, you know, I, and I got to a place. I, I never understood when people say that they love themselves, it's like comfortable with themselves. I never understood that. Only like, you know, I would say like six months into it, eight months into my journey, I was starting, this is what I'm saying, I'm absolutely dating myself and it's mm -hmm. beautiful. And it's like, you know, the first like healthy relationship. <laughs> and, <laughs> no, but it, I mean, you say that in a sort of half, you know, kidding way, but it is true. Like I took myself out for sushi last night. Like I, I'm totally dating myself right now, you know, because I got divorced last year as well. And um, yeah, I mean, all three of us have actually gone through divorces around the similar time frame, which is fascinating. But the self-love piece is the piece. And however we get there, funny enough, all three of us find nature to be the core of our health journey. And um, I mean that from emotionally as well as physically, um, because they go hand in hand when you start to heal and forgive and find gratitude in brushing your teeth underneath whatever tree and you're just looking around <laughs> and the the air smells different when you start to love yourself right and yeah, you know to... really it's like um I don't know even how to explain that you're reborn you're almost reborn in a sense so it's interesting because I just post another post and um and I through the through this journey I was talking about the old me and the new me oh I love this. And and then, you know, at the dinner, uh, we were laughing. It was, we had a, a blast. And um, Eva Marie was saying something that she said, but, you know, we loved you before even you, you left this, you, you know, kind of like you're the same, like we love you the same before. There was no different. And the next day, it was next day, I went on a hike. And it really, you know, like I, I, when I go to a hike, that's what I love. I go into La La Land. There yep. is just like, you know, uh, just a beautiful space. And it was one of my favorite, favorite hikes and where I live here. Mm -hmm. And I realized that there is no old me or new me. There is improved me. I, I am the same person. I did not really change. I just really improved my own um, soul and my own self and by Work, work doing a lot of hard work not giving up well, knowing that I want to to find that peace in my heart that softness in me mm -hmm. it was there I just didn't couldn't I didn't have the space I didn't have the the time or or, or the you know I had the responsibility that it was I couldn't even con concentrate on myself mm -hmm. um and now I had it and I took all the opportunity and all the time to do that, but it was not easy. It was not an easy process. Now that hike near your house, mm -hmm. had you done that prior to your trip for part of your training? And, and it's a twofold. And if it's a, if it's a second time or the third time you've done that trail, does it look differently to you now than it did? It's an interesting question because, so first of all, I was not training for this because I'm a hiker. I've always been hiking a few times. But uh, you were in the Israeli army, right? 
Yeah, but that's with you're, bad, but you're a badass. You're still a badass. <laughs> <laughs> I was a map maker. <laughs> you were a map maker? Yes, I was actually. I'm obsessed with maps. Okay, well, yeah, we have another conversation. I, I had a very interesting position in the army, and I was very glad. But that was back when most women was doing secretary, and I was able to do that. So I, I was very, very uh, happy with that. The, um, the more we're talking, the more I'm like, you are such a fascinating person. I want to know more. <laughs> that's right. That's what this yeah. conversation. I just am so jazzed about it. So, so go back to this day of that hike, that local. Okay. So trail. first of all. I was driving, I was getting closer and closer to home. That was two weeks ago on a Saturday. And, you know, and I was like, what am I going to feel? It's been a year. Because mm. every time we used to go to Israel, you know, two weeks, we'll come back. There is that feel like, you know, that a home. Um, I'm, I'm driving closer, like nothing. I'm driving closer. There is nothing. I even go to my apartment. I'm renting my apartment fully furnished. So you cannot even say like, this is not me. I'm going and I'm, you know, sitting with Wendy and like catching up with her. And this is not me. I don't feel it's belong to me. And I'm like, okay. And I, I have a conversation with um, with my friend Jenny. And she's like, I said like, what's that? What's going on here? It's like, oh, that's perfect. There is no conflict here. I'm like, oh yeah, no conflict. I know where you belong. And then I, 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 the, I, I, I was very, very busy the first few days, just unpacking and, and I and I, but I have to go for a hike. I, I every few days, if I'm not in nature, it's just just not healthy for me. <laughs> and um, and I go to Ramapo Reservation, like four miles from here. And as I drive closer, <sighs> I'm home. Mm-hmm. And then when I went for the hike, you know, on Thursday, that my favorite hike in um, Harriman State Park, even though like it was a year. It just felt like I was just there yesterday. It mm-hmm. felt again home. So for me, home is in the woods. It's in the wild. It's not none of that. And uh, the well, only because, thing that feels because guess what, home is mm-hmm. where you stand. Yeah. Because yeah. you found home within yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what. That's the whole purpose of a self love, self care journey, and and us normalizing this more for not just women, I mean, for the collective men, you know, women, I think finding love within yourself and creating a home within you, your home, no matter where you are. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Now, so this is why I'm so excited to be soon. You know, I, I don't want to rush to build up. I want to do it right. And, uh, um, so you're going to be staying at your friend's house while you're doing this retrofit of this new awesome minivan that you got. Yeah. yeah. And what's the first place you're going to drive off to? Okay. So uh, it's interesting because like, first of all, originally, originally I was heading to Alaska. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But in, in uh, February, I was, I think it was February. I was in Arizona. And I went for, I was visiting my friend, Gina. And then I decided that I will take like eight, eight, 10 days. By the way, you have another friend here in Arizona. I live in Phoenix. Oh, okay. Yes. We're going to go for a hike when you come through next. Okay. Okay. (laughs) And, um, and that's what I did. I wanted until Arizona, everything was scheduled. 
I had a reservation, everything was boom, 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 boom. And I really wanted to experience living like with no plans. So mm. I drove, I, I I knew that I'm driving to Phoenix, I, uh, not Phoenix, um, Tucson, Bisbee, you know, that direction and no reservation, no nothing. I'm just going to go and see where it's going. And I just love the spontaneous of it. It was amazing. At one point I thought to go, you know, after Bisbee, I thought I would go, you know, drive to more toward the east, but there was a snowstorm. Well, what happening in the West? Great. You know, we're <laughs> I'll go there. And and I and I and I realized that I'm pushing, I'm putting Alaska too much. I'm putting on my plate too many things. I am not here to check, you know, I'm here, I've been here, I'm there for the experience. And um, so I let that go. So Alaska somehow still, I don't know, even though when I I was so excited and I worked on over a year on it, I'm not ready for that yet. But I really, a lot of time, every time I was tra traveling and I was saying, yes, I'm going to Canada and Alaska, every, a lot of people, Newfoundland, Newfoundland, you have to go to Newfoundland. So that is kind of my, and I call it a soft plan. My day mm -hmm. is like, if I'm living here around November, December, to follow slowly to, toward the West, but take those few months and... Um, Keep it like, like look for like house sitting, like to keep my budget low, How house sitting, uh, you know, boondocking, things like that uh, in the kind of in the warmer area, if I can, um, and concentrate on writing my book. Mm -hmm. And around April, May, I want to be back in Canada, in more the West, like in, uh, I'm not sure, like maybe the Jasper area. Because I love, it was Beautiful. absolutely gorgeous, but I want to see the same area with the snow on top of the mountains. Mm -hmm. I, that for me, it's like, I melt. It literally is heaven world. on earth, isn't it? Yes, yes. yes. And a lot of time, I mean, area. knowing from here that when I hike, I, I hike, I actually hike only three seasons. I, I cannot hike in the summer, too hot. I kayak, I bike in the summer, but I don't, uh, but even this three season, even though I go to the same trail sometime, different season have a different look, a different feel. Mm -hmm. So I want to go from the west of Canada to the east of Canada. That will put mm -hmm. me uh, back again in the east part because every September I really need to go and do my, you know, my annual checkups and make sure everything was good. Oh, on that part, on that note, I have the best blood work ever. And every doctor that I've been going for the last week and a half, they're like, whoa. Whatever you're doing, keep doing. So I got a, a green light to go back into the wild. So. They got the doctor's stamp of approval. Yes. <laughs> I, I love this. I love your journey. And I'm so grateful that you chose life, honestly, because yes. you have so much to give and so much to share. And I'm really thankful that you took some time that we caught you, you know, in your in your off season at the moment and, mm -hmm. and this new exciting adventure ahead of you. And again, I, I absolutely want to hike with you somewhere. So okay. we'll, we'll go offline and we'll figure out once it's built, we'll, we'll, I'll meet you somewhere for sure. Okay. And that is one of the things that if you read the beginning, I was expecting lonely time. 
but the friendship that I built through this journey is beyond anything. I mean, really, I mean, unbelievable. I, I know that I already have like invitation on, 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 on different states, you know, come and visit, come and stay, come and stay. Oh, I got, I got a hot shower for you anytime <laughs> you're on the road and you need to stop over. Yeah. Come through Oregon, same. <laughs> exactly. So it, it just, it, it, and I love that. That part is just, I cherish, cherish very much. And and I have to say, they are part of my healing. Their journey, their story, able me to see other people pain and recovery or how they, and I'm learning from that. A lot of time I learn not from a person like what they doing or not doing, you know, Let's say this way, I had a a, a, a beautiful friendship with uh, with a a friend uh, that fell apart a few years ago. But learning from seeing how she created her own misery by sticking so much to her ego mm-hmm. made me even more work on myself to let go of my ego. I mean, the day I decided to get divorced, I also decided to let go of my ego. That's first of all, mm-hmm. I didn't have a big one before that, but, and I think that's really what opened more and more my creative uh, um, mind in, in the space in me, mm-hmm. letting that of that ego. It is not going to let you go nowhere when you, uh, yeah. when you stick to that. Can I, can I read oh. that last little part of that post just before we, we, we may say goodbye, but um, so this is in Gila's words, please give yourself the life that you deserve. It's in your hands to make it or break it. Please don't let that voice in your head, take it away from you. Please reach out for help and create your own journey of love and happiness. I'm getting, I've been getting chills through the whole thing, by the way. But it is, I think that that's, is the, I think I will say the, one of the main messages I would like to women to know and any and men um that it is you know like it's, it is our responsibility we i never believed in pointing fingers i never believed in blaming other people for my pain um i always believe that it's up to me to make that healing journey only mm-hmm. i am responsible for that and i think the moment you understand that take that on your hand then you can reach for a higher happiness in your life. Mm, beautiful. I mean, what else we're going to say to that? I mean, nothing except for <laughs> thank, thank you for today. Yeah. Thank you for this. Thank conference. you so much. Thank yeah, you so much pleasure. for spending your time with us and sharing. We all, I think we all need this. Like we all need yeah, a little bit of Gila. This like my, this filled my cup. Thank you. Or not, yeah. I literally can't wait to hug you. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm dying over here. I can't wait to give you a hug. Well, now I need to put now I need to put uh, Phoenix on my map, or we go back or Sedona or wherever. I mean, I'll meet oh, you. Okay, I'll meet you in Utah again. We have a place in. Utah. I will come down too. Okay, <laughs> Tell me and where. All right, we're, we're going to make it happen. So hold on one second, and I really want to say thank you so so very much. You're welcome. My pleasure. If you enjoyed this episode today, be sure to subscribe and share because what do we say, baby? Sharing is caring.